sub confluencers. Welcome back to another episode of Confluence, a playground to connect a community of women by using our gifts, skills, and talents. Why? Because it's all about lifting as we climb. How in the world are you? Can you believe it's the last week of October? October. I don't know about you, but it's no tricks, but just sweet treats over here. But where is the time going? It seemed like when I was in elementary school, the time moved slow. It took forever to get to Christmas break. And then it took forever to get to the last day of school. And now time moves at the speed of light. It's like I blink and then bam, win a new month. But October has been better than last October. So if you've been following my journey, I made a year on last Friday since I buried Granny. It was a sad day, but I reflected and I am feeling lighter, feeling inspired to keep on keeping on. That's what she used to say. Keep on keeping on. And so I feel inspired. Because I want to make her proud and I want to keep her legacy alive. So, woo, yes. I hope you had the opportunity to listen to last week's episode, Building and Securing the Bag with Jackie M. It was fun and she is so down to earth. She shared her story of how she started from the bottom and now... She's there running multi-million dollar businesses. Her bags are on reality shows and on reality stars. So, huh? talk about it. Just know I get so empowered when I make these connections with these women and bring them on the show. As they're pouring into you, they're pouring into me. And I walked away knowing if she can and she's in my circle, we all can. So let's build that bag, baby. And bag stands for big audacious goals. Your community of women is here to support you. Your community is here. So utilize it. And more importantly, I can't wait for us to collaborate Jackie, on something beautiful once COVID is over. As you know, we are in the thick of election season. And I am a registered voter and I vote every election. But I wanted to bring someone on I personally know to discuss the election process firsthand. Miss Tanisha Hudspit my friend, is a Houston-based administrator to the third largest county in the nation where she serves as chief deputy of the Harris County Clerk's Office. She is the first African-American woman to serve in this role. Ladies of Confluence, that's welcome and whoop it up for Miss Tanisha Hutzbitt. Whoop, 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 whoop. 
Hello. Hi, sister. Hey, honey. How are you? Grateful. Here. I know, right? We are here. I, I, I hear you on that. Every day that we get another one, I, I guess that is the definitely the way we should be thinking and seeing it as. I know. Like this 2020, like dear 2020, none of this was on my vision board, but right. <laughs> you know what's funny? Running for office definitely wasn't on my vision board. Um but it happened. There was a lot of things that weren't on my vision board this year. There was a couple that were on my vision board that cut went well, but majority of it was not on the vision board. <laughs> just was not, honey. It was just, it was not like yeah. what is but a lot of great things um has come from this whole situation, right? Like yep. a lot of lessons you know, learned. A lot of life lessons, a lot of yeah. takeaways, a lot of positives, a lot of mm, a lot of aha moments, a lot of growth and growth hurts. Yeah. You know, oh, um, absolutely. I, Nothing about growth is comfortable. Nothing <laughs> feels good. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, absolutely. And um I'm reminded this year's reminded me the story of the palm tree that mm. you know um with each win, hurricane force win, and with each sway, your roots are growing deeper and deeper. So mm-hmm. I'm reminded to be a palm tree mm. in, a, in, in my hurricane season. Yes. Be a mighty palm, honey, and just yes. sway in the wind. That's and a, each that's time, right roots, there. <laughs> yes, girl, my roots yeah. are growing deeper and deeper. Um, this is a season of purging. This is a season of renewal, restoral. Um, this is a season of uh, uncomfortableness. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can't even imagine as an educator how any educators are making it work. I mean, I know you guys are trying to do the best you can, but some of the things that I've heard about how you all are having to make do with what you've been dealt with, um, it's just it's nothing short of a miracle. It's it's, it's unbelievable. Nothing. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable. And unbelievable. it's like, you know what? This season has also taught me that my goals in life have been too low. Mm. That if these people who are not considerate yeah. can run, I mean, billion dollar, you know, school districts, companies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not thinking about the overall totality of everybody's health. Right. And my goals in life are too low. Right. The 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 last presidential debate I made in my mind, my goals in life are too low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that should be the example to everybody. I mean, truly, truly, anybody could be the president of the United States. Listen, I, that's what COVID has taught me. Yeah. Your goals in life have been too low, honey. <laughs> Shoot up. Shoot up. Shoot Put the up. gas in the Rocket and shoot for the moon. <laughs> yes, that's true. That this is very, 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 very true. Very true. I know that you are a busy woman. So <laughs> tell everybody who you are and what you are running for. Absolutely. So my name is Tanisha Hudspeth. I am the current chief deputy of the Harris County Clerk's Office where we run elections. 
um, and second in command to the county clerk. And I'm running for Harris County Clerk this November um, to fill the seat of an unexpired term of the former county clerk and to continue making sure that what we do in this county represents the diversity of this county, that we continue making voting equitable, easy, safe, and secure while, you know, serving the county in other ways as well. So again, Tanisha Hudspeth, and I am running for Harris County Clerk, not the sexiest of offices, but a very vital part of our county. Yes, not the sexiest offices, but a much needed position. Right. It's a local position that, you know, until you have to get service in our office, don't take, you don't pay much attention to. And, um, and so not until you have to be served by that. One thing we call or signify the county clerk's office is recording all the major events of your life. So we record your vote. But we also record your marriage license. When you decide to get married, you get that through the county clerk's office. Um, if you ever start a business and you get your DBA, you get your doing business as with the county clerk's office. If you ever have to get real property documents or deed records, that comes from our office. Um, if there's a business that get their liquor license, that comes from our office. And so we really, truly do record and provide, you know, citizens birth and death records those are just major things that, you know, I think people take for granted. It really doesn't catch you until you have to come get one of those things done. Um, so, yeah, that's why I say it's not the sexiest of office. I think most of the attention we get is around elections, um, but but it's a very vital part. And local offices meet you at your front door before the presidency or even some of the state races. Local elections matter. Why Harris County, Tanisha? Like, you could have ran, you know, why Why Harris County? Like, you know, I mean, you and I both are transplants, but right. of this great city right. that we call home now. But why Harris County? That's a very good question. Specifically, Harris County is, you know, most of my adult life uh, has been here in Houston. Uh, you said I was a transplant. So I um, came here from Austin, attended Texas Southern University. And I started my um, career in public service as a congressional intern. Then I came to work for the county clerk's office. And now, 15 years later, um, I'm still here. I started as an administrative assistant in public affairs. I've had five different positions and now the second in command to the actual county clerk. And so that's why the Harris County Clerk's Office earlier this year, the former county clerk had to step down due to health concerns. And there was an interim appointment. Well, that person didn't decide to run. And, um, and I knew innately that, hey, you know the work. Um, you understand it. You have relationships built. You know what it takes to continue moving forward. So why wait around to see who's going to be next or who's going to run for it next? You're, this is the time for you to step up and to do it. And why teach someone something you already know? Just go mm. for it. Go for it. And um, tag, you're it, huh? That's it. You like tag, that's you're it. it with yourself. I'm that's putting right. myself in the game. That's right. That's right. And so it does take a certain level of confidence. I mean, it's not an easy thing to decide to run for office at all. And I've known that for years because I've worked for elected officials, many on both sides um, of the political uh, biases and, and non political biases. And I know uh, all the many aspects of running for office and you know, if you have family, you have to consider them. Your the the life you live outside of work, you have to consider that because it becomes a part of your life. And so, 
Um, but when you're passionate about something, you know, even though I've done education with voting and registration for many years in the office, I was doing it outside the office on my own personal time with my sorority um, and Urban League and many different facets. And I always tell people, hey, if I wasn't getting paid to do this, I would still be doing the same thing because um, it's so important in 10, 15, 20 years from now, we have to have been a part of this process and the sustainability of it. If we don't, we're going to wake up and we're going to be in a situation that we're in right now where we're dealing with leadership that does not have any respectful regard for the people that they serve mm. and mm. or 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 even a moral compass and the people that we serve. You know, I think what we're learning this year during a global pandemic is just how sad um, of a situation that our country is in, just how um, unfortunate of a situation we're in. And we don't have leadership, and, and, and I'm being very direct with that leadership, we don't have national leadership that cares enough about the current situation we're in. Hmm. I feel it. I feel it, um, you know, and I'm being honest with you. I, I, I that's only that's the only way I know how to be Tanisha, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. Like I kept, I said at the beginning of this podcast, like uncomfortableness. I am in a season of uncomfortableness, and I am thinking, what can I do to make a true difference in these students' lives? But not only are the students important to me but my colleagues who are in the struggle with me. Absolutely. And I'm really thinking about leaving the field of education. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think what you just said is really vital. I think, you know, one thing, another thing that 2020 has taught us is we've all become uncomfortable to some extent. We've watched and seen this play out in our lives. Some of us have been directly affected, have lost loved ones who have Mm -hmm. had to reformulate even what, your life looks like, right? You may, some people may have had to relocate. Some people may have had to change jobs. Um, But for people in the education field, I'm deeply concerned for, um, and I said this jokingly the other day, but it's true. I think our education system was already in a very awkward predicament in terms of funding, in terms of support, in terms of, you know, we always say teachers don't get paid enough for the work that they're doing. And then when you have something like a global pandemic where you've got to still try to figure out how to educate young people um, in the middle of all of this, virtually in classroom, you're putting your lives and your family's lives at risk. Um, I think it does something to your moral and mental compass. And it does. And and um, and I think, honestly, we're going to have a lot of people to reevaluate. Um, being in the education system who have done it so long, who are passionate about it, who cares about it, who knows the importance of it, that will maybe unfortunately think about leaving the education system because of how many school districts have decided to handle this situation. And that's why we need elected leaders who care enough, not about just winning for the day, but for the long term. That's right. The long call. If that makes any sense. That's right. Right. And, you know, I'll, I I say this, you know, it wasn't, again, easy for me to just make the decision to run. But there are plenty of people that have all the confidence in the world. You were talking earlier about, you know what, I got to set my goals higher. 
that just run just to be running. They have no qualifications. They have no experience and they just run and they have this huge amount of confidence. And some of those people win. And unfortunately they represent (laughs) in office, but think how powerful it would be if we had elected officials that have experience that know what they're doing, that's passionate, that are not just going to go with the same old, same old and can stand independently on their own and make the right decisions for our, the people that we serve. Think how yes. much better things would be. And so I, when, when people are going to vote, if they haven't already voted, you know, you can still vote early this week, extended hours till Friday. And then the last day is election day. When you get to the ballot box, you really have to think about Am I electing the person that reflects not only my values, but will reflect what I want in my future? Yes, yes, yes. So why why should people get out and vote? You already kind of yeah. said, but you got people out there like, you know, it ain't going to work for me. No, Right. Way. My vote doesn't count. Right. Um, uh, you know, you it? know, the naysayers, the yeah. haters. Yeah. So why should people be made? You know, history is about to be made. Do you yeah. hear me? Yeah. 2020. 2020. I said the vision. Everybody keep like 2020 vision. Oh, yeah, you're right. It has been made clear. If you can't see it, you're blind. Right. But tell the people why they should really get out there. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty simple to me. Um, there's a lot of reasons why you should get out and vote. But your vote is your seat at the table. Um, if you don't vote, then you're on the menu. Mm, you're not that's good. at the table. And so when you vote, people have to pay attention. When you vote, elected officials have to pay attention. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned working in politics for so long, you know, say you make a complaint to your local city officials or to your school board officials. One of the first things they go and do when you make a complaint, you make that noise is they go look to see if you're registered to vote. And if you even bother to get out and vote, because they want to know, you know, unfortunately, is it worth me responding to this person? Are they even a part of the process or are they just making a whole bunch of noise? Mm. And so um, that's, you know, a small example, but it really is the seat at the table. When people vote and make decisions across the board, individuals have to pay attention. Now for those of from communities of color, or from different backgrounds where we've been disenfranchised for many, many years. And in some cases still being disenfranchised in many ways. Um, you know, the simple fact that, you know, our people hadn't had the opportunity to do so and have even lost their lives to some, this fundamental privilege um, or opportunity is enough reason to go and vote, right? We have ancestors that fought, bled and died for this opportunity. And, and so if you look at, where our history is now, where we have all this social unrest, where Mm. we have the lives of young people being lost for no reason at all. Um, You know, you have to wonder, are we going backward? Are we going forward? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's pretty blatant what's happening. No, it may not look like, you know, what lynching looked like, but I don't think it's much different. Actually, I think it's even more blatant because now our people are being shot and killed. And so when you go and elect someone, you're electing judges. I mean, this ballot has every judicial race you can possibly think of. And if we don't elect- general. 
<laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so attorney general, district attorneys, all these races are so important. So to address, you know, what's happening in our communities, especially communities of color, where we already start out as a with a disadvantage. And, um, you know, if that's not enough reason for you to get out and vote, then by gosh, if you have children, then you care about your education system. You care about the resources that your children are getting. You should care about what their futures look like. And so there are so many reasons. But the bottom line for me and the very simple phrase is your when people say your voice, your vote is your voice. It is. But it's also your seat at the table. And if you don't show up to the table, you're on the menu or other people are making decisions for you. And that's not, it's nothing worse than other people picking my, my food items, you know, yep. like literally. That's a very good way I to had put the it. opportunity <laughs> to pick the food that I wanted to eat. Nothing irritates me worse, uh, worse than that, because I might not be in the taste for that. Um, I do it and you hit it on the nail for my ancestors, but you and I had this conversation before and God rest granny. soul. but I remember her picking me up from school and taking me to vote with her. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't understand the power of that then in elementary school, but I do now. And I take it very seriously. You know, everybody's like, I don't make it a big show because I do it every election, not just this election. You know, I do it every single election. Um, I'm happy to see it should be. God dog it. Say that again for the people in the back. They wanted yeah. to be in a concert, but they couldn't afford the, yeah, the, floor the seats. front row seats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It should it should be it should be a habit. It should be innate. I'm so glad you said that. You know, your family member set the example for you as a child, and so it became a habit naturally because it was something that set the tone. Um, it was the same thing for me. I remember vividly as a little girl going into the polling location with my mom and standing right there while she voted. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know like, if we have a generation of people who's getting away from that. It, it oh, I know some habit. people that haven't voted since Obama. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and unfortunately, that's what happened. You know, the people may have not voted since the last presidential or last two presidential elections. Well, sometimes when you're not active, when you're not an active voter for a certain period of time in the state of Texas, they'll purge you from the voter rolls. Mm. And then you go show up to go and vote, and then you wonder why they're telling you're not registered to vote in the election. Mm. Mm. Voting so, should be a habit. Since that's that's the hashtag for your campaign right there. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag voting should be a habit. Yep, there are good habits and there's not so good habits. And so there's, you know, voting is definitely one of those good habits. It's something that should be innate and something that, you know, should be regular. I think people will say, you know, there's really an election every year, every November. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what type of election it is. Because mm-hmm. I promise I just voted last November. Yeah, absolutely. You mm-hmm. you voted on all your city races. Mm-hmm. And now and that's just... why it yeah. And then like when people talk about polling locations, so let's talk about how I went on to Harris County votes. Harris votes, that's right. Harris votes, okay. And I 
put in the zip code mm-hmm. and was able to see the wait times, right? Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. saw my wait times and my zip code was 45 minutes. Yeah. But I saw the wait times at West Gray. No waiting line. Yeah. Hallelujah. And drove right over there, walked in, cast my vote, and walked out. And got it, I got it done. Yep. I got it done. Yep. It was that I mean, important. really no excuse. That is a great example. I'm sure I'm really glad that you're sharing that. Is that I mean, we're putting all the the resources out to help voters prepare to make a plan to vote. You know, now you have 122 early voting locations. You can choose from any one of them. You can put your zip code in and see a green, yellow, or red light to prepare. Hey, do I have some time to go to the closest location or do I need to go somewhere next that doesn't have a line? And then, you know, this week we have extended hours. So Friday is the last day of early voting. But today and Wednesday night, the polls don't close until 10 p.m. And then on Thursday, they essentially stay open 24 hours rolling until Friday. And so um, we've done, we've done, we've doubled the amount of locations. We've extended the days. We've extended the hours. We also have drive-through voting. I see that that's a big problem, though, with the Texas Republican Party. I see they're trying to. Absolutely. uh, yeah, push to close that. But I think about people that have little bitty kids, like one month old, and you're a mom mm-hmm. as well. And Absolutely. nothing is more irritating. <laughs> yep. Then to get that baby yep. out of that car seat, yeah, out of the uh, and put pull up the stroller. Let me see, because you know my baby will be 16 in two days, so it's been a while since I did all of the whole long list of things to do but it was cumbersome that's the point I'm trying to it was so much it was cumbersome and the diaper bag and my purse the keys the phone my shades gotta have my shades plus my mask so for some people I understand the convenience of being able to roll through to get it done because it might be a lot I might have two under the age of four now honey a four and a two-year-old, I can't do this and vote in peace. I can't do it. So I understand why you guys had to increase the vote. You guys thought about every possible scenario and try. Voting should actually be easy. It should be as easy as breathing. I shouldn't have to go from heaven to hell to just vote. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It should be easy. And so we've laid out all the framework to make it easy, but so also people can stay, can be safe. I mean, you went to West Gray, you saw we had hand, hand sanitizer machines outside. As you walked in, you could, if you needed a mask, we had masks, we had finger cots for your fingers so you didn't have to touch Oh, the I, what is that called? I, I wanted to take a box of finger condoms. Mm-hmm. I, I call them <laughs> finger condoms, okay? Yeah, because everybody I need them we for the pen pad at the store. Yeah. I need them for the gas station. I I I need a box of those. Yeah, Harris County can get rich off of just selling a case to all individuals. I need that yeah. in my life. Yeah. So the COVID finger cots, mask. We're making sure the judges have masks and are safe. There's plexiglass, and so you know we prepared um, strongly for what. I mean, I've I've been in this office for 15 years, and I've 
I've uh, helped to run a little bit of every type of election, but never won during a global pandemic. And I'm willing to bet most of other elections administrators may have been through a lot of things. Look, we've been through hurricanes here in Texas. We've been through fires here in Texas. We've been through all kinds of different things, but never a global pandemic. And there's no playbook on how do you conduct a safe, secure, efficient election for voters uh, during these times. And so really there's no excuse. You can go in person. You can go at different hours. If you work in the medical system, we put a voting location there, right? So if you're working Mm -hmm. around the clock, you can vote 24 hours there or extended hours there. Um, We're doing it on election day. we've, We've made voting centers where you can go anywhere versus having to only go to the precinct in which you're registered. So really there should be no excuse for anyone having not to get out and vote. Um, you can vote by mail, you know, if you qualify. Um, it's We've really put in place all the measures to do it. So, look, again, my message to anyone that's listening to this podcast is um, to get it done, but to get it done early. You have time this week. Um, Wednesday, voting is open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday, voting is open from 7 a.m. through the entire night. Friday, 7 a.m. Uh, through the entire night leading into Friday, till seven o'clock PM. And so my encouragement is don't wait for election day. Anything could happen. We could have bad weather. We could have whatever, get it done early, get it out of the way. And you can just be prepared to pop your popcorn on Tuesday and watch the results come in. Yes, sis. Watch the results to come in. Okay. I have a good question. Sure. You know, the piece of paper, I was told that we shouldn't post the paper that with our four numbers on there, the slips that they give us. Oh, the access code slip uh-huh, with the four numbers. No, you can post that. You can post that and you can post your I voted sticker. You cannot post, though, a picture of your actual ballot. Some people are taking photos inside the ballot box. And because you're not supposed to have your electronic devices out of your actual live ballot mm-hmm. and posting those. So those should not be posted. Actually, it's a, it, you know, it's, it's something in the election code that voters, um, it's against the law. Uh, but the access code, it's only tied to your ballot. Once you vote it, you vote it. And that I voted sticker, it's all, you can, you can post that as much as you please to, you know, let voters know you voted and to encourage others to get it done. Yes, yes. So tell the girls why, Tanisha, why vote yeah. for you? Oh, yes. Why vote for me? Well, there's many reasons why vote for me. One is, as I've said, I've worked in the office for 15 years. So I have the experience. I've learned all the nuts and bolts of this office, how it works, how important this work is. I've uh, created relationships and have served in our community. Um, You know, if someone wants to know the kind of leader you're going to be, They'll they'll know by the example that you lead and what you've done. I don't like spending a lot of time telling people all the great things that I've done. I like spending more time showing them. And Mm. so um, showing and telling are two different things. Right. You get to speak to who you are. But I think when people look at the time and effort that I put into our communities of serving, um, that is the example. Um, And most of all, you know, I'm a woman. And I am a young African-American woman. And in this office, no one um, has been elected uh, of color 
to this office. And so essentially when elected this November, because I'm speaking into existence, I'll be the youngest yes, yes, first yes. African-American woman ever elected to this office. And I'm prepared to do the work of this county. So, you know, I, whenever I talk to people, I always say, hey, these are all the reasons why I know I'm the person for the job. But I do respectfully ask for individuals vote because I don't take those votes for granted. Look, when somebody casts their ballot for you, it's because they believe in who, who you are. They believe in what you say you're going to do, and they also are going to hold you accountable. And so I know that I possess all those three things, and that's why I believe I should be your next Harris County clerk. Yes! And you know you already (laughs) received my vote. I voted with assurance because I know that you love this. I know that you love the political process. You believe in the political process. Like you said, even if you weren't getting paid for it, I believe you would still be out in the streets schlepping about the political process and how it's important for every minority group represented, women of color, women, um, whatever your race may be. I believe that you stand for the people and with the people see the prepositions make the difference see when people say i stand for you see i'm a teacher honey so when i say "Mm," (laughs) but i need somebody to stand with me right right. because the preposition makes the difference it does it does make it does make the total difference And, and let me just be clear you know i do talk about how you know, it's time for change and having the opportunity to have a woman and a woman of color in this office. Look, I've worked under two Republican administrations and I've worked under two Democratic administrations. And I'd like to think, although I am running as a Democrat, I have been one of the most equal um, nonpartisan individuals when it comes to this process, because I realize, look, I just don't serve one party in this county. I'll yes. be serving everyone. And so my ideals and the way that I represent them has to reflect that. Now, we may not always agree, but at the end of the day, I think what people want to see in this election, what they want to see in this world, what they want to feel when they go to the ballot box is less partisanship and a little bit more of what's the goal and what can we improve upon. And it's going to take both parties to be able to come together and do that for us to be successful and to definitely get out get to see the other side of this global pandemic, not to lose any more lives and, and people move forward healthy. Um, so, you know, I realized, Hey, I serve everybody and I'm committed to serving everyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they look like. Um, and again, that's why I feel like I have, thank you for your vote. I was super excited when I get messages and people say, I voted for you. I'm like, thank you so much. You know, my race is at the bottom of the ballot because it's a local race and we don't have straight ticket voting. So I just tell people, you know, stay the course, go through the entire. But again, ballot. it's only like five pages, like really like, come on, yeah. like, come on, yeah. come on. Well, like, you know, but you it, you know think about we just it. make like, excuses. Yeah, you have to think about it. Some people do decide to just vote president and then leave all those other races open. And what really? you think, yeah, it causes major undervotes. And so um, everyone doesn't vote the entire ballot. And that's why my messaging has been so strong this entire election cycle about voting the entire ballot. 
Well, push it again. Push it one more time. Yes. So again, this is the last week of early voting. You can vote today and tomorrow, uh, October 27th and 28th till 10, from 7 a.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. On Thursday, the 29th, you can vote from 7 a.m. through the entire night leading into Friday. And then the polls will close Friday night at 7 p.m. 30th of October. Get out and vote. Get it done early. But make a plan to vote. Go to HarrisVotes.com. Look at what location works for you. Check out the wait time. Pull your sample ballot. Print it out. Make your marks. Prepare. You can take that sample ballot in the polling location with you to help you vote if there's a lot of um, races. And again, there is a lot of races. So my last ploy is to leave no race unturned. Leave no race open. Vote the entire ballot. So be prepared. Make your plan to vote. And make sure you get out and exercise your most fundamental rights. My name is Tanisha Hutzbeth. I'm the chief deputy of the county clerk's office, and I'm running for Harris County clerk. And I ask for your support this November. Yes, that's my girl. And where's the party at, sis? Well, you know, I don't really know. You know, part of my job is working heavily in the office and making sure everything's efficient and every vote is counted. Um, and then with the pandemic, it's kind of rough to really have a huge party. So I hadn't quite figured it out just yet. I might have to work through the night that day and it might have to be a celebration sometime after. But when I do just know it'll be outside socially distanced and it will be a celebration uh, to, to, to remember. <laughs> you know, it's Travis County girls got to stick together. You know, that. that's right. You know that. That's right. That's yeah, right. that's right. That's right. Well, thank you so well, much for the opportunity um, to share on this plat on your platform to share with so many people who will get to hear this vital message between now and election day. I really appreciate it. I just love her. She's a walking wealth of knowledge, a beacon of light, and a servant of this great city. Thank you so much, Tanisha, for the interview. Every time I call you, you come on, whether it's at the radio station or the podcast. And I appreciate you for taking out your time to educate us and making that last plea to get out and vote. Rock it, stroll it, roll it, whatever you got to do to make it to the polls, do just that. You heard Tanisha say, especially in Harris County, there's no excuse. Extended hours and more locations. Besides, it is your civic duty. Remember, your vote is your seat at the table. And if you don't vote, you are on the menu. I don't want to be ate up that way. That's why I cast my ballot. And you heard her say, each time you make a complaint, they go and look to see if you're just making ruckus, an empty can. Listen, I'm a vessel with a whole lot to say. And that's why I cast my ballot. Perfectly put, Tanisha. And of course, you already know I am rooting for you. Well, that's it for me this week. I am off to celebrate my son's swagged out 16. 
the theme, my boo turns 16. Because that's my little boo, y'all. That's my boo. Unbelievable. I remember the day he was born, and now I have a 16-year-old. My God. I'm praying for an awesome day and the power of creating new memories. Until next time, be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches Confluencers! Oh yeah, you want more of what I have to say? Please order my book on Amazon.com. Look up Charlie Marcole and you'll see me there. Peace out, y'all.